Hello, welcome to Listcast, where the best things in the world come to be judged. On this episode, the best television episodes of all time, with special guests Chet Wild and Ethan Stanislawski. I thought you were going to set up the podcast from the beginning. I thought that would be, I would stop ranting. Okay, good. So, welcome to ListCast, everybody. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I feel like I transferred my anger onto you. Yeah, And it's yeah. coming right back at you. So, yeah. it's a, just a wonderful... It's like that Denzel Washington movie. What was it called? Fallen? Where you just touch someone and then they're the demon? I just passed it to Ethan. He's going to be livid the rest Fuck! of the Fuck! All right. Oh, man. See? So it worked. Angry. God damn it, why am I here? I like people named Ethan. I have a... I'm mixed on it. It's a good name. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> Like, if I meet an Ethan, it's like, all right, prove you're not a shithead. That's kind of what it is. And there's yeah. never three Ethans in a room. There's ne- That's the thing I've noticed. There's never three Ethans. There's always- that's a lot of Ethans for one room. That's, yeah, that's one, uh, uh, one, Eth- two Ethans is like, happens. Three yeah. is like weird. Three is Twilight Zone show. Yeah. It's just, ugh. That's so, the TV show, and this is about TV shows. So everyone watching, I'm sure, remembers me and Chet Wilde from being on podcasts every week. But maybe you don't remember Ethan Stanislavski. Hello, guys. He was on, on one of the super early episodes of Fight Cast. Mm-hmm. Me and him argued about Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain. That was a fun one. Yeah, that was a barrel of laughs. Yeah. Which did you argue? Who's the better kisser? Oh, that's Courtney. That's, that's that, 100% Courtney. No, I, think we can... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Kurt. I'm, gonna I'm with Adam. Yeah, I, bet Kurt, I bet Kurt's a better kisser. Sure. Because then he writes a better song about the experience. Yeah. And no one, no one who writes about a girl can make out poorly. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, but what are what are we talking about today? We're talking about the best TV episodes of all time. It's so open ended. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. We can do it more than once. It's exciting. We don't have to just do one. I, I was thinking maybe we could do it all month, like a yeah. March Madness thing. Oh, I yeah. was picking. Uh, I was picking shows. Like I was thinking of, of of clips when I was trying to put this list together, and it made me think a, a good list cast. Uh, in addition to this one, might be best TV moments of all time, like condensed to three minutes or less. Yeah, that would be. That would be good. I don't know that that would be any easier than episodes, though. I feel like there's definitely moments, like uh, not to spoil this episode. I mean, should we just? Is spoiler alerts worth it in this thing? Because there's going to be so much of it. Why don't you just give yeah, us your first pick that you're worried about some, spoiling? Well, we should go through the rules first because oh, he's okay. never done the podcast. Okay. What we do is uh, we each have five picks. We go around and share our picks one at a time. And then after we've each shared all five of our picks, we then each go around and cut two from the list. It does, okay. You don't have to cut your oh, own. Oh, wow. You can cut someone else's. You can okay. cut your own. Whatever. And then that uh, brings us down to nine and then Angie will save one. She is off camera. Uh, she will save one, and then we send it to the audience. They vote and decide the Ooh. final top five. Ooh, that's a good one. It gets it gets contentious sometimes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should we start? I I thought you were upset that we weren't starting. Yes, please. What's what's going on here? <laughs> uh, I just touched uh, Adam. Oh no, you <laughs> transferred yeah, it. That's it's back on Adam. Uh, yeah, Chet, go with your go with your first pick. Okay. Oh boy, <laughs> I can feel it already. I should preface it with I did have we don't have time to go through all the honorable mentions, but I did have picks uh, that were more traditional in line with the shows you picked. But I didn't want to pick. I didn't, we didn't want to have debating episodes of the same show. I thought that just prefacing my list. 
I feel like you picked stuff that me and Ethan both picked. You didn't read my honorable. Oh, no. No, my honorable mentions are the why ones I'm not Why can't you picking. just send a list? <laughs> I did. I said two why lists. Why does that have to? We asked, why can't you just send one list? Okay. At the top of that list was a Garfield Christmas special. Okay. I've right. talked about it before. So, go okay. Let's so, go, that's your number it. five pick. Garfield. It is the greatest Christmas special of all time. One of the greatest animated specials of all time. It has everything you want, or at least I want, in a TV show. Okay, it has comedy, it has music, there are various musical numbers, it has heartwarming moments, when the grandma gets the love letters from Garfield, and she starts reading them out loud, I legitimately cry almost every time that happens. It has a great ending, it's all about giving, there's a great story, and it's all wrapped in 22 minutes. Very nice. Yeah. That, that's a good pick. I was expecting resistance. Oh, yeah, this isn't fight. I keep thinking it's fight cast where we're going to tear each other a new one. We're just saying things we like. No, and I was way into Garfield as a kid. Yeah, me too. Okay. I was a bit, yeah, Garfield was great. Very confused by the agreements, but thank you. I eventually grew out of it, but. I don't read the new cartoons. I, I didn't see yes, any of the do. Garfield movies. Yes, I just do. liked a Garfield Christmas. All right. There's a video online. I don't know if you saw it. It was released a couple weeks ago. It was like. This group that did like a Garfield Cat like YouTube channel ten years ago, they did like a thing where they asked their fans like to say their like send them a message saying record your name and the number of sexual partners you had, <laughs> and they got like hundreds of responses. And of course, it's YouTube, so everyone's like two tops like in right. terms of that. But they just did a video where they just went through like Odie, John, and Garfield, just like read it like oh knock knock who's there and then it was the name and then it, was the it went on for like four hours it was one of the greatest <laughs> videos i've ever seen in my entire life nice i like that robert meek replied fucking damn it chet to my first pick <laughs> yeah that's that's big meek for you but yeah that's my first pick all right that's a good pick we going down the line well we're have you you've done this podcast yes. before yeah what's with all the questions I I was trying to th I'm trying to make the show go more smoothly and by doing that I'm making it go rougher. Maybe I'm having flashbacks. I'm I'm looking at myself on Facebook Live. I think I wore the exact same shirt last time I was here. I think that might be I possible. I think I'm realizing yeah. that. I'm not sure. I'm just like, oh Jesus! I swear I have more than this shirt. So now you got to do that every time. You're All right, here. fine. You got to do this. All right, Ethan, what's your first pick? Uh, my number five is five O from Better Call Saul. This was season one of Better Call Saul. It is basically. The Mike backstory ish episode. So if you've seen Breaking Bad, uh, which is obviously one of the greatest shows that's ever existed, sure. Mike is one of the most dynamic characters on that show. And you've sort of you were, had allusions to him being like a cop in Philly, uh, and he was a you know obviously in the morally ambiguous realm even as a cop then, based on details he learned. But you never really got his origin story. And Breaking Breaking uh, Better Call Saul is a great show. That episode, you don't need to watch all Better Call Saul for. It's worth watching on its own, and it just yeah. becomes what Mike is, and it's a devastatingly beautiful episode because you realize just <coughs> there's stuff with his son, there's stuff with his daughter-in-law, and it's just – it covers like – it's it's a great commentary on police corruption, and it's just – it's a it's just – you see him cry, which you never – and he, but he cries in that Mike way, and it's just – Wow. It's uh, – and it's also very much Mike from Breaking Bad. Like it's like, oh, this is what it makes complete sense. Everything about his character makes sense after that, and it becomes yeah. one of the greatest characters you've ever seen in television. I think it's interesting that, as far as I know, no one has any Breaking Bad episodes. I mean, I on their list. I was if it wasn't for this episode, I probably would have put the finale of season three on my list. Oh yeah, um, that was a good it's one. talking about greatest moments TV shows. Just that 
slight camera shift at the, the very last moment of season three where they focus on the gun. Oh, yeah. That's my maybe my favorite moment in television. That image will be haunted in, the, in my mind forever. Not to steal from future episodes. But, so there, I, but I feel like in the Breaking Bad universe, which is like kind of I'm annoyed that I said, but uh, the fact that, that in that universe, I think this is the best accomplishment of any episode in, in, from Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. That's that's a good argument. I have a quick question for you then. <laughs> so for the most part, other than a few clips here and there, I never watched Breaking Bad mm-hmm. until I got invited to this uh, the series finale party to watch mm-hmm. the last episode. And it was with people that I wanted to hang out with, so I went to it. But I've now seen the last episode. Is it worth me going back and watching the whole series, or has that totally ruined it no. for me? I'd say it's go watch the whole series because the, the, the finale is a perfect wrap-up of everything. Okay. So. It's it's doesn't you there I mean there's spoilers but whatever you can find you, you'll be spoilers no matter what but it gets that episode it encapsulates everything that happens in that show but there's it's worth watching I'd say completely I like the song that the last episode ended on yeah baby blue yeah you know Norm Macdonald has a really interesting theory about the final I've episode heard, yeah of Breaking I've Bad. heard that ep- that theory I which was about is, to mention that yeah but. which is that he died in the car. Which there's a scene in the finale, if you haven't seen it, where he's in this car and the police are like closing in on him. And you're like, oh shit, it's done. And then he just gets out of it somehow. He's just like the next thing you see, he's like driving off. And Norm's theory is that he died in that scene. It's a good good theory. And then the whole episode is like his death hallucination of what he would have wanted his finale to be. Yeah. It's good stuff. Interesting. All right. For my first pick... What do I want to go with first? This, if anyone follows the podcast or me and the things I've talked about on this, this is a pick that I think will surprise people. But for number five, I'm going with episode two of The Walking Dead. You're going with episode two of a show that you claim to hate. I do hate it. And the reason (laughs) I, one of the reasons I hate it is because the first, the first two episodes are damn near flawless. That first entire season, all the way through the second season, it's pretty great. And I've just never seen a show crash as hard as The Walking Dead in terms of being entertaining. But those first two episodes, and especially the second episode, is so tense. Like, it starts with him bare, like trapped inside a tank with all these zombies converging on him. Like, I was already tired of zombies by the time the show fucking premiered. But still, those first couple episodes were really great, and it gave me a lot of hope for that show. Uh, I think it's become garbage since, but the second episode of The Walking Dead is one of the most tense hours of television. That The Walking Dead should have been a movie. Yeah. Like, it should have just well, been a movie. Here's what I'll say. This is the inherent flaw with the zombie, with zombies, like, in any form of entertainment. There's only two outcomes, like... Either everyone in the world is dead, or there's some kind of cop out. Uh, and Walking Dead is the only like it's like oh like there's a we'll make them service workers like Shaun of the Dead cells something like that. Yeah. Like, there's some kind of either like some kind of cheap out, or there's no way a zombie apocalypse doesn't end with everyone dying. So Walking Dead's kind of just extended that, form, and it doesn't work after more yeah. than two seasons yeah. just because it's. I mean, the the origin of any zombie story is going to be in, intense and awesome and crazy. And I think that I agree that episode is pretty fucking killer if you took a poll of the people that are still watching it and what is it season six now i think it's season seven now how many people do you think watch it out of 
nothing but habit and like resent watching it. What well, percentage? that was me like seasons three and four. Like I was already by then hate watching it just because I had so much invested in it. Yeah, that's but the then, even then I was just like, oh, I I, I can't do it. Do you like, think past it could, season four? I do gave you think up. it could get good again? Is there anything I, I actually co-wrote a cracked article about The Walking Dead and I had a theory and my theory was that they should move the show to Detroit because for one thing I want to see those zombies fight some winter they're not going to survive the fucking winter uh, also they're, uh, Michigan has the second biggest concentration of militia members in the United States so I thought that would be an interesting dynamic because, you know, there's people in Michigan just waiting for a fucking zombie apocalypse oh, yeah, 100%. so they can unleash the arsenal that they've been stockpiling for the past eight years since Obama's been in office. And I think it just needs a different, I don't know. No, I don't think there is anything they can do to save it. I'll say in terms of shows that have gone off the rails and come back, uh, the only one I've seen that did that effectively is Homeland. Homeland, I don't know if... Oh, I'm, yeah. Homeland season one was one of the best seasons of TV I've ever yep. seen. Season two went kind of off the rails. There were some great moments, but it just got crazy. Season three was hot garbage of that show. And it yeah, was, season three was It was bad. unwatchable at points. And then I, but I stuck with it. I was hate watching it through most of season three. And then season four was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like again, it just, it, I've never seen a show go from good to terrible to amazing, like back to the level yeah. it was before again, like Homeland. That's the only, that's a show that's done that. And season, last season was really good too. This season's been whatever. Yeah. But, but I do like, I like that show a lot. Yeah. It's a great show. And season four of that show is fucking incredible. How many characters are still, or how many original characters still exist on the current Walking Dead? I don't, neither of us watch it, man. Oh, I, I thought you watch. still, okay. I, no, I've, well, I, I, I didn't really, I didn't watch it that regularly. I used to, my best friend in New York used to, we used to go to a bar and he, it was a nerd bar and they'd have a live, like Walking Dead party every episode. And so I watched most of that season, second season that way. Then I went and watched, watched the first season again. And then I played the Walking Dead video games, which are awesome. And that sort of was what sort of made me, oh, this is kind of a, what Walking Dead, when it's at its peak and good, can yeah. be, is the Walking Dead video games, the Telltale games. But then I just didn't really care afterwards, and everyone's like, yeah, it's not worth it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's sort of what I expected it to be at a certain point. Yeah. Chet, My what's your next pick? pick? Go ahead. I was pausing for editing for the audio version. Okay. I'm being fine. so helpful today. Yeah, you're being super helpful. <laughs> how, about you, how about you make with that pick? Uh, my next pick is the 12th episode of the fifth season of Scrubs entitled My Lunch. Nice. Are either of you familiar with the show and or episode? No. No. Go explain. Okay. Do you know the character, the base, basic characters, JD and Dr. Cox? Yes. yes okay. So in this episode... Um, J.D., as he always does, is trying to get Dr. Cox to befriend him, hang out with him. Dr. Cox is like, no. Uh, J.D. tries to get him to go to lunch. Dr. Cox says, no. J.D. stalks Dr. Cox to lunch, and they run, they run into an old patient, the chick from Mad TV, Nicole Sullivan. Right. It, she's playing herself in the show. Uh, no, she's not. But um, they run into her, and like, oh, you're doing better, whatever. And then they kind of ignored her, and she 
ends up in the hospital later that day, and they thought she had an overdose. And Dr. Cox had been obsessing over these three different patients that needed organ uh, organ donations. So they took the organs from this chick, but they rushed it. And turns out she had rabies, and all the different characters oh, died. Oh yeah, I do remember Ooh, that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Ooh, so, wow. and they play the phrase "How to Save a Life," and like Doctor Cox was trying to save JD, but now Doctor Cox is going down like a dark drain. It's like his. Yeah. It's his. Uh, it's really he bottoms out, and it's a very emotional. The last three minutes is gut wrenching. Yeah, I do remember that episode. That yeah, that was an amazing episode of that show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my pick. I uh, that was a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, that sounds like a really good episode. I just when I see Zach Brass face, I want to set fires. Uh, that so it's a fundamental problem with me watching Scrubs is like Garden State's probably my least favorite movie ever made. If I had to pick one, wow. It's uh, I have certain things where it's like my hatred of them in pop culture is beyond rational. Even like, the parts where they played Colin Hay songs. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> trying to save it, Adam. No, it's just there's certain people like uh, like uh, Weezer's another band that's like I, my hatred of them has gone beyond like n- like oh there's legitimate reasons to not like them to just yeah. like I want to set fires when I see your face like that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's it's a certain level of that I like I can't watch Scrubs because I just want him not to be in my, in my line of vision at any point. Was it the Cosby show or one of the other shows where they edited out one of the characters on YouTube and you can watch the show without that, what it's like without that character? Well, I know there's a cut of The Phantom Menace that's just every scene that Jar Jar's not in, uh, which, is actually, which is a better... <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, that's what they need version. to do for Scrubs, just a JD-less Scrubs for you. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 uh, My girlfriend said that she, one of the reasons she liked me is that I didn't like Scrubs. And so, I mean, I don't have a problem with the show inherently other than Jack Braff, but I'm going to take that. So, yeah. Well... That's my most solid pick for the rest of the <laughs> that show. Is, so. That is a good pick. That sounds like a really good episode, though, so I will watch that after this. Ethan, what's yes. your next pick? My next pick, I had uh, the Palestinian chicken episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. That is a kind of a perfect episode of television. That's seasons. season eight, I believe. It's a later season. It's uh, There's that famous gif of Larry David like shrugging at the very end of it that yeah. sort of became everywhere after that. Um it is sort of the perfect encapsulation of everything like Seinfeld and Curb is about, which is like you have this identity that like everything in your social wiring tells you you have to be allied with. And then it just you put that in the face of like in its most stupid, ridiculous light and someone who doesn't want to be in that world, but is just it, his whole world is centered around it. And it, it just leads to the most amazing comedy uh, like I've ever fucking seen. Like that episode is is I can't even and begin to explain how genius that is. Granted, it's like it's also like there is like a Jew part of me that's like if I want to explain to people why being a Jew is inherently ridiculous, I will just say watch that episode. And that that's the perfect encapsulation of it. I was going to if I had a curb episode on, but I relinquished that pick, I was gonna go with the grand opening, which I think is all gr- like yeah. that is a, a, a excellent pick as well. The last couple of minutes of grand opening is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I haven't seen much of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've gotten through a few seasons. I think you'd greatly but I enjoy it. Well, yeah, I've seen it. I just <laughs> haven't gotten all the way through it. The the Funkhauser in Palestine Chicken episode has never been better. Uh, he's what maybe the one of the best characters on that show. He, when he becomes religious again in that episode, yeah. it is like everything he's in is fucking perfect. And I'm just like I'm smiling and laughing just thinking of it. Just, and you got the whole Larry Miller thing where the Jews are meeting there secretly because they don't think anyone would catch them. Yeah, they, they, they meet in this Palestinian chicken place because they think it's the perfect place for Jews to cheat on their wives. Like that's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the premises of it. And then they catch someone doing that and. Uh, yeah, and then the, oh god, it's so and 
There's moments, not even like, there's moments in the episode that are not even like related to the main plot that are just perfect. Like the way the, no matter what part, the, which was the thing with like, she, she's said to eat, keep me away from pastries no matter what. And then he has a whole fight over that and they have a callback for it. There's Susie sipping, uh, which in an annoying way, it's like the woman that she did with saying Ella, it's like the social assassin. Oh, plot yeah, line. yeah, There's just so <laughs> many little subplots. In I, Curb is not really a subplot heavy show, but there's so many little subplots in that episode that like really sort of pushed it to the top of the heap for me. Nice. It's yeah. an excellent episode. It's a good pick. Yeah. A lot of good picks going on. Adam, yeah. don't fail us. It's like in bowling where you all get strikes in the same round. If one person doesn't strike out, they have to buy everyone else drinks. No, I'm pretty excited about my pick. My next pick is a comedy. I think one of the best comedies of the past couple decades. And that is episode two of season one of The Office. You're very big on episode two, season ones. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, episode... like. He's just so relieved it's better that they got past a pilot. He's like, yes. Well, like, how rare point. is it that the pilot is the best episode? I yeah. actually have a pilot on my list. I do, too. But In a weird usually way. a show hits its stride after yeah. the pilot. No, I agree. Uh, so it's not really... I think a lot of times the second episode of a show is really great. And in the case of The Office, the second episode of the first season was Diversity Day, which is one of the funniest episodes of television ever. It was also uh, highly educational. Back when I worked in higher ed, we used that episode for a whole lecture on the appropriateness. Yeah, it's a a fantastic episode. Larry Wilmore was uh, a consulting producer on it, and he was also the the guy who was leading the diversity training. Oh, I didn't even think of that until (laughs) now. Mr. Brown, (laughs) if that is your real name. (laughs) And there's so many great like lines there's so many great bits like when uh what's his name what's the the accountant's name the bald-headed accountant? Yeah, kevin kevin when kevin's trying to deliver the chris rock joke and michael scott is getting all tense because he's not delivering it right yeah and then he jumps up and starts doing it and he says like they have to bleep out like five, five seconds <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. There's so many great lines. At one point, Larry Wilmore does the uh, hero acronym. Yeah. And Dwight just raises a hand and goes, uh, excuse me, that's not all it takes to be a hero. And he goes, well, what else do you need? He goes, well, first you need to kill people. And then he just goes through everything that makes what, up a superhero. What's the what's in that video that Michael produced? Like, what's the, like, as Abraham Lincoln said, it's like, if you... If you don't stop slavery, I'll br- I'll fight you with the North. Or there's something <laughs> like that. It's so stupid, and it's a gr- it's a oh yeah. yeah. There's so many great lines. The uh, whole bit with the where they had the different titles on the, yeah. the forehead. And Dwight's trying to find out who he is, and he walks up to someone and goes, "A lot of a lot of ethnicities eat rice." Yeah, <laughs> it is or, or, or uh, Pam's like, uh, oh, yeah. "I don't endorse this at all. I don't endorse it." But some people uh, think you are bad drivers. Yeah. Which I'm, like, I'm a, a woman? woman. <laughs> oh, I'm a woman? <laughs> There's the part where uh, Michael Scott says colored greens. And <laughs> Stanley goes, they're collared greens. <laughs> and, and Michael Scott goes, uh, that doesn't make sense. You don't call them collared people. <laughs> oh. and go, I'm colored blind. I think that was a line of the two. Yeah. It, it's, it's oh. it was and it had a really sweet ending because remember there was also that other storyline Jim and Pam where Jim like makes his biggest sale of the year on that day every year and the sale falls through 
But then the end, in the end, Pam falls asleep with her head on his shoulder. Yeah. And he's just like, not a bad day. And yeah. it was so cute. And yeah. it was it like really set up the whole Jim and Pam thing in that second episode. Yeah. That, I, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, like part uh the office, like I love the American office. The British office is sort of another show that really drives me sort of bonkers in terms of like and what only the only thing I have with that episode is that it Season one of The Office, they were still trying to be the British office. And the show became something that I think was way more... It was not... It was like the only way that show works in America is you put the nicest person in the world in the main role instead of Ricky Gervais for me. Because I feel like it's... it's, The British version is sort of the comedy of cruelty in a way that like sort of... uh, Mm This is, and this is a. It has like a little bit of that cruelty episode, and Office is always very like cringeworthy. But it was in like its humor. But this episode sort of established it as, oh, this is kind of not going to be just the British Office. Yeah. It's going to be. Yeah. Well, that's because season one. I mean, they modified it a little for American television, but it was the same scripts yeah, they were no, working it's, off it's of. Whereas exactly. season two, it started becoming original. Yeah, and yeah. I think I like. I mean, I think season three of the of the Office is is, a, is an unbelievably good season. Season oh, two yeah. is incredible too. The. The, my one of my favorite lines in anything is it's from season two of the, when uh, when Shrew goes behind uh, Michael's back for a promotion and asks where were you? I was at the dentist. What's your dentist name? Schmentrist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like dentist. Well, that, maybe that's why he became a dentist. That just <laughs> that fucking destroys me every time. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, but so I think the show. The show really uh, it it, beca- it took me a lot to it took me a little bit of time to watch it. I watched oh okay this is incredible just because I I was really so upset by the British Office but it's yeah no I love it I love that and that's a that's a perfect example of what yeah the Office the American version became and I would have gone with the Dundies if I had the Office yeah office. That, that was, was a good, that's a good one too the Dundies too. And there's also a great episode. Jim and Pam moment where she drunkenly kisses them and you're like oh what can yeah you? yeah all right chat what's your next pick okay. Uh, mine is the seventh episode uh, of the third season of the TV show Charmed. Wow! Yeah, you guys ever see Charmed? That now that was Charmed. What? What one? Uh, which? Oh, the name of the episode? No, uh, Power just... Outage. Charmed. Okay, Power Outage. Okay. Yeah, you guys haven't seen it. No, I I've haven't seen, either. I've seen. You haven't either. What? No, but a little known band <laughs> named Fastball. I uh, did a special appearance on this episode, if you look it up on IMDb, and played Jaren Ocean in P3, which, to my understanding, was like their bar or club. So how could it not be one of the greatest episodes of television ever, Adam? So I'm just y- going to put a note that says cut this yeah, cut next to that. Cut. I don't uh, have time to give Ethan all the context of why. I, I watched some Charm, too. Like I like It would be like, oh, I'd watch reruns of Law & Order on TNT, and then Charm would always be after that when I was unemployed a lot. And... Uh, so I watched, and I watched some Charm because it was on after other shows I watched when I was a kid. I don't remember a single episode of Charmed. Like, I could not name a name of yeah. an episode of Charmed. Robert Meek says Charmed is the fastball of TV shows, so it must be pretty that's fucking actually, that's, good. That's pretty good, yeah. What's, uh, is that the way episode of, of Charmed, though? No, they play You're an Ocean. Okay. A different song. No, but I'm saying, like, in terms of levels of episode, like, the way is, if that's... Oh, it's their best episode. Yeah, it has yeah. fastball, so it has to okay. be. <laughs> Their number one hit episode. But you've never, as big of a fastball fan as you are, you've never seen it? No, because it's like just because you're with somebody romantically doesn't mean you want to put in all the holes right away. You want to have <laughs> things to look forward to, you know? I guess that's a great point. All right. So, we're, yeah. So, I it's time, time to dedicate to a charm marathon. I guess that's <laughs> happening. Ethan, what's your next pick? 
Uh, my next pick, uh, I forget which number episode it is, but it's from season six of The Simpsons. There's no way this list is getting through for three about three comedians without a Simpsons episode. Right. I believe this is uh, A Star is Burns, which is the Simpsons critic crossover episode. Nice. Uh, oh, my God. I'm so... That's fucking awesome. It is. This was always... When I was a kid, my absolute favorite episode of this show, uh, even before I knew there was a show called The Critic. And then when I saw The Critic, I am like, this is the only show for me that can compete with The Simpsons in terms of quality. And this episode is basically, if you want to understand like sort of the peak of 90s comedy uh, on television, this is kind of it in terms of this episode. Every joke in this episode destroys. There's a, it has great, it has great, every character has a moment, every character in the main family has a moment. Every character in the town has a great moment. Uh, Jay Sherman is just a fucking tour de force of a character. And it just, the parallels between him and Homer are just fucking perfect in this episode. And just the New York contrast. There's just, like, any episode of Simpsons from that era you can quote endlessly. This one is a particularly quotable episode, yeah. I feel like. I believe, I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick, but I think it's the only episode that Matt Groening take a, he, he took did, his name he took, off of. It's, that's he was why, so pissed off about it. Which is ironic, because now they've had, like, Family Guy and Futurama crossovers in one season recently, but that he did keep his name on, but that he was so upset about that episode. That's why I think it's... I think that may be actually why the episode like isn't generally included in as many like best-of lists for that show, just because of the controversy surrounding it. People are like, is it really a Simpsons episode, though? And I'm like, it's a, it's, I don't care if it's a Simpsons episode, I don't care if it's a critic episode. It's just perfect television. I know you said we don't have time for all the honorable mentions, Adam, but if... I had six picks. My sixth pick was The Critic, All the Duke's Men. That's oh, a great nice. episode. Fucking excellent. Every episode it, of The Critic that it's is... It's so is, underrated. Yeah. It is, uh, my favorite is Miserable, which is the misery spoof. That is my favorite <laughs> uh, Critic episode. <laughs> we could just have a whole episode just The Critic. It's fucking brilliant. I yeah. like Ethan. Yeah. More oh, than, way more you. than Jeff. See how we get along and agree on things and are complimentary well, about I, I would, I would, The only thing is I wouldn't put a show that I haven't fucking seen in my top five ever episodes. <laughs> list, so. All right. There's the Jeff in him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay yeah that's a good pick yeah that's so, a really good sorry pick. i had to i had to bring it back when someone's nice to me i can't accept it i have to no no lower it a little how bit. i know you're yeah a and comic. i wouldn't i wouldn't trust this one yeah. anyway yeah it starts yeah. getting too friendly <laughs> weird <laughs> all right my next pick what one i have two really new ones and an old one all right I, i'm gonna go with one of the new ones i said i have a pilot on the list I actually thought the pilot episode of The Night Of was one of the most well-done television episodes I've ever seen. The reason for that is that was a show you went into knowing exactly what's going to happen in that pilot episode. You know that kid is going to get arrested for a murder. And that episode is still completely fucking enthralling to watch like you cannot take your eyes off what's happening it's so tense like you'll, you'll spend the last 20 15 20 minutes of that episode just screaming ask for a lawyer yeah because he never asked for a fucking lawyer mm -hmm. and it's so infuriating to watch and it it just seems like uh it strikes me as probably a kind of accurate representation of what getting stuck in the legal system in that way is like like it's just bewildering there's so much happening and that episode did such a great job of building tension 
around a plot line that everyone already knew. Like everyone knew exactly what that show was going to be about before it started. And it was still fascinating to watch. What are you doing over there, Chet? I was reading the comments. I can't not no. participate. And okay. I'm listening to you as well. No, no. I can close my laptop if you no, feel No, no, no. It. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm done now. No. The yeah. night of. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll, I, I'll, I, I, it's great. I have, no, I have nothing to contribute just because I, yeah. Yeah. It's a really fucking great podcast. I'm not ignoring you. I just haven't seen it. So I don't feel qualified to shit on it either. Okay. That's it's a solid pick. That's reasonable. Yeah. It's a really, it's a great show. It's, I mean, it's your loss for not seeing it. You don't have to guilt me into but watching I'm it. I'll watch I'm it. I'm not surprised you haven't seen it. <laughs> I have the Americans on my list like, to watch the, now. What if the guy was a stand-up comic? Would you? Oh, then, yeah. Would you watch and I watch it, and you and I would debate one line from it for forty-five minutes. So you don't agree with that murder? Yeah, you're working on the impression. I like it. <laughs> no, you're it's good. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm really into it. I'm not even like a murder. I'm not a true crime person in general. Like, I, like. But that is that's just fucking quality. That's like a, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's, that was an, it was a great show. That yeah. was one of the better HBO series I think. That yeah, there's been recently, and that pilot it's just amazing. Yeah, how well done that pilot is. All right, chat. What's your next pick? Speaking of HBO series, did you ever watch any more of the Larry Sanders show? No. <laughs> was it? Were you just not into it, or you just? Very busy. Um, it. You, I feel like you hyped it up a little. Yeah, too much. I think I over. I think it's a show to better watch by yourself than with others because then there was this expectation to be laugh out loud funny. It's not a laugh out loud funny show, but it's absolutely. I love that show so much. This It's uh. Yeah. It's Jeffrey Tambor is amazing in everything. He's never been more amazing and in that show, which is saying a lot because he is incredible. And in, he's my favorite part of Earth's Development. Transparent is fucking transparent. But he, he is oh. my episode pick is uh, is heavy on him. It's the Hey Now episode, yes. which is the final episode in the first season. But it's actually the first episode they shot. And Larry Sanders kind of felt like, oh, this is like too heavy, like too much, too quickly. But one Hey Now is just it's the most absurd fucking yeah. running, running thing. But uh, Hank's going to leave the show. They get back. It's it's just you have to see the show to appreciate this. I feel like Adam is now. Now check your Facebook to remind her, show me how it feels when there's no eye contact when you're talking. I assume you're shitting on me in the comments. What? You're distracting oh, me from this is Oh, weird. do you not like this? Oh, when no. people just stare at their computer oh, while this you're is talking? Weird, Why would you say fastball and Jets? I wasn't typing. I just said no to... No, it's oh, fine. I'm right here with you, Chuck. Uh, could... All right. Yeah. You don't You don't like the show, so I know you're, this isn't going to work. I mean, or, it's fine. I don't. I don't think it's... I, I guess I just. I wish I hadn't more. talked it up, so you'd have lower expectations and you would enjoy it more naturally. It, it's a show that you have to sort. Of, yeah, you're right. It's a show you just get into by yourself. I feel like, and it, it, it's uh, like I. It was one of the shows that when I was a kid was winning every Emmy, and I was like, all right, well, people love the show clearly, and uh, but then I, I it was hard to find because it's not on. It, it's it's very hard it's to find. It's on like, HBO again now, but oh, it, it wasn't is. for a while. And yeah. Like I had, uh, I first watched it on Netflix. I, wa- like I, I just get pirated. One I, just, I just watched it illegally. That was how yeah. I watched it, and it was yeah, one hundred percent worth it. I had one friend in college being like Larry Sanders show man, and it was like a friend who like wasn't a person who would overhype things. Um, but so it was like yeah, I got to watch it, and then yeah, no. yeah, it's my third pick. Nice, it's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Ethan, what's your next pick? So we're on number two, uh, right? We're on number three. Three? 
Yep. Yeah, I have two picks after you. Oh, I so. have I have two picks. I think now too. So my number two pick, I think you should have. Oh, sorry, you're five, going four, in order. This is your third pick, regardless of what order you've oh, already picked two. Okay. Yeah, so you don't have to go. Oh, it's my third. But you're pick. counting down, so you're saying each pick is better than the last. I would for say you. my. I mean, I. Oh yeah, I'm, you don't have to go in order. I didn't go in. Order. I went in order, but I don't have. It's just very much how I function. I'm annoying like that. But uh, number. This is my. Why well, I, I picked three episodes already. So this is my fourth pick. So my fourth pick, which is my number two favorite episode of any show, ever, The Sopranos, Kennedy and Heidi from the very last season. I think it's the fourth to last episode, I believe. Uh, of the entire show. And what's it called? Kennedy and Heidi. It is the episode... If Spoiler, horrible spoiler, if you haven't seen the show, I'm sorry. Short answer, it's the episode where Chris dies, if you've seen that show. And uh, speaking of moments of great shows, the ending of that episode is the bet, like just the height of television. Yeah. I mean, just the, where they're, they've taken Piote in Vegas. He goes there just to meet... Like a hooker that Chris was friends with, and yeah. he's just—he's just like, I need to get the fuck out of here because the whole tension of the episode is he has actively resented Chris for years, and he think he's like his greatest disappointment. And then Chris fucks up like the way Chris always fucks up, and Tony ends it basically yeah. in a way that only he knows. And uh, so he spends the forty minutes of the episode after this happens, like silently being resentful that he has doesn't he's glad this person is dead and he actually made it happen and everyone else is devastated and he's just dealing with that tension completely through the whole episode and then he's like fuck it I'm going to Vegas and he goes there and he takes Peyote and the previous episode was not a good one but it was about him losing everything at gambling like he was constantly losing and then this episode he's on Peyote he doesn't know what the fuck's going on there's all this amazing imagery going around and he starts winning at roulette constantly so it's like if you watch the last episode before that it's um it's like a good like bookend to that it's like a oh, all this happens and now things are turning around for him and just the scene where he's in the desert just screaming at the top of his lungs, I get it. Just, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck does that, that, like, there's so much layers beyond that. And like, yeah. all the shows, like, like the shows that are sort of put in that category of like best shows ever, like they're all, I think they all mostly merit that. There's, they're like Breaking Bad, The Wire, they're not shows that are, t- are, no show that gets that listing I think doesn't deserve it. The Sopranos though for me just, it like hits another transcendent level that I think no other show got to in that like era that we talk about of like 1999 yeah. to like 2013, and I think that episode is probably the best representation of like the level that The Sopranos could get that no other show could get to. Yeah. I, I need to hop in and apologize. I think I threw off people's counts in their head because I think we're listing our fourth show now, not our third. I was wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's your third because we're throwing away that fastball yeah, stuff. Um, but, yeah. Um, well, maybe. <laughs> I never watched... I didn't watch The Sopranos that much. I did notice... It's weird. One of the few episodes of The Sopranos I saw is one that I also uh, saw popping up on a bunch of these lists, which is the episode where he goes to college. Yes. That's that, a, that, is, that was an amazing that episode, was, That too. was... Yeah. That's one of the best episodes, again, of that show and one of the best episodes of TV ever made. That is a... That's another one. That's the episode that sort of established what Tony is and yeah. established what that show is. It's weirdly kind of like those two episodes, even though they're not the first and last episode, they sort of bookend everything in that show. The college episode. Yeah. My sister went to Bowdoin, which is one of the school they visit at the very end. Of oh, that. really? So and my, my, we made, when my sister went there, we just sat her down like by force and like, you're watching this episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> and she's like, thank you for doing that. That was worth... Nice. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good pick. The Sopranos... Uh, I figured they would end up, that show would end up on this list. It's a good show. Yeah. 
All right, my next pick. This is one, I, I don't know if it's going to resonate with our audience necessarily. My dad watched this show religiously when I was a child, and so I watched it religiously also. Please be Night Court. No, the show in question is WKRP in Cincinnati. And of all the episodes of that show that I watched, there was only one that really stuck with me my entire life. And that was an episode called In Concert, which was, if you remember, in the late 70s, The Who did a concert in Cincinnati where 11 people got trampled to death. There was, yeah. uh, it was called festival seating. It was like general admission in a fucking baseball stadium. Some would uh, say their best show ever. People heard the. What about the one where they beat the shit out of Abby Hoffman in Woodstock? That's that's a pretty good show. <laughs> yeah. Second best show ever. <laughs> and uh, eleven people died. WKRP did an episode about it. Maybe three months later. Oh man! And it was the kind of thing that, topical at the time that really could have come off like they were capitalizing on a tragedy. But the way they executed that episode, like going back and watching the show now, I get why this is the one episode that stuck with me. Because the show itself just seems like kind of a corny late 70s sitcom. But then there's just this one episode that's so fucking heavy. And it was just cool that they came out that because it was a show based in Cincinnati so it made sense for them to be the show that brought this issue up and they they approached it in a really respectful way and it was just a really heavy emotional television episode and i think it it deserves a place among the best ever when's the last time you watched that show like reruns of it uh, well, I watched this episode just to, to prep for this. Prep for this. Mm-hmm. Only- uh, and that's why I said I, I'm not sure the show itself would hold up the same way this particular episode yeah, that's does. Yeah, the only episode I've seen is the Thanksgiving episode, which is kind of the one everyone talks turkey about. Turkey Drop. Yeah. Turkey Drop. That's the one everyone <laughs> talks great, about. That's a great one. That's just a great comment. It's like it's, you get the sense this is a very 70s, like yeah, middle yeah. of the road show, but that was like, oh, all right, this is a great moment in one of those shows. It's like, like Friends level, like, yeah, but that sounds like something worth watching. And uh, Howard Hessman, starring as uh, DJ Johnny Fever, also went on to star in Head of the Class. Who can forget that goddamn oh, show? Head of Class, such a that was a great show, right? Great that show, show enough. Yeah. I don't remember specific episodes, but I remember liking it. Yeah, it was a great show. Hmm. That was uh, that was him. Chat, what's your last pick? Okay, my pick involves some reading because if if you're a paid subscriber of this podcast. I'm out. Which <laughs> you're out. You don't have to read. I don't mean you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> I noticed since I kind of gave that dig at how I'm active in the comments and Jeff isn't, uh, that him and Raquel have a joint account that they now comment. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, did you pick up on that? Uh, well, they told me they subscribed. Yeah. Oh, no. I have to refresh the page. Okay, I'm so, so what's sorry. your pick? I chat. have to refresh the page because I have to read it. It's, I. I I said in the God damn it, I have to log in. Fucking A. <laughs> Adam's gonna kill me. I I'm, can pull up the Facebook message exchange we had and get you that pick while we're waiting. You can yeah, read the pick. I have to find the justification. This better be the best fucking pick of all time. Here's what I did. You don't it, even remember the name of it. Because people well, they're a couple. I'm not gonna go with the Buffy one, I'm gonna go with the Babylon five one. Because everyone you know how it goes. You know how I've been trying to please the people, which is impossible to do. People oh, Chet's picks are always outdated or too obscure. Okay. 
people. You make your points in the comments, and I will pick whoever makes the strongest Babylon 5, War Without End, go. There we go. <laughs> Jesus. Where in the comments? There's so many podcasts you're putting out, Adam. It's hard to find. What are you looking for? The person that wrote the justification of the show, because I don't fucking know anything about the show. You couldn't have copy and pasted that into a notepad file or something? I should have. In hindsight, yeah. that would have been the good way to go. Uh, okay, Babylon 5, without war end. This is the greatest time travel episode in the history of television. It also wraps up the storyline left off when Jeffrey Sinclair was removed suddenly after season one by agreement with the studio, as well as the whole Babylon <laughs> squared. I can't read this. Yeah, this is it's, why I don't let the audience yeah. write my words I use on the podcast for me. <laughs> Big Meek attempted, and he gets my pick, whether you guys keep it on or not. So you let, fine. you let our resident Trump supporter among the audience make your final pick. I mean, I could undo that and give it to Old Bones, who... No, you can't. So You just, just did it. Look it at just this painted real everything. Just look right at this there. one thing, Adam. He goes... Old Firebones goes, I don't have time to give an exhaustive essay on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then he wrote this entire thing, which okay. is an exhaustive essay. Okay, so what's the name of your pick, Babylon 5? What's yeah, the name see, of the episode? it backfired. I tried to do something for the fans, <laughs> and now the, Adam's mad at me. No, not. What's the name of the episode? He read it. It's lost deep in the I, comments. I forgot it already. Read it again. Tell me again. Hold on. I'll the Big Meeks again. episode. War Without End. War Without End. Big Meeks, this is how you repay me. God damn it. Trying new things, trying new glasses, trying new approaches to the podcast. It's all proving insufferable. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> I don't believe. It's great. I don't believe you at all. It's going great. <laughs> so we are down to our last two picks. Then we have to start cutting. So we cut two, or we each cut one. No, we each cut two. We each cut two. Yeah. Okay. But you A lot you of cutting. You still have one more pick. All right. My pick, speaking of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm going with The Body, season five of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is, Buffy has an, is another one of those shows that I could pick two or three episodes from that show and yeah. I'd be very much, it's still on the right there. But this this is one of those episodes that's, it's like, there's certain, you know, there's, I forget there's a term for it, like a show that sort of breaks the format of what the show is and sort of becomes its own like novelty episode or something like that. This is, so Buffy, every. Death, almost every death is supernatural in that show, and some of them are absolutely devastating when they happen. This is, it wasn't the last, but it, it wasn't the fir- but it was the first natural death in the show. Yeah. And it was of a central character, it was Buffy's mother, who had struggled, again, spoilers, I'm sorry, I'm so I don't know, I don't, should I give a shit? Yeah, Please I mean, spoil it. They'll be fine. They'll, you'll live. So Buffy's mom is a great character. She has a brain tumor for most of season five, and then she gets better, and then the episode before... Buffy comes home, finds her mother on the floor, and then you find out in this episode, the first 13 minutes of this episode, I believe it's 13 minutes, are just one continuous take, and all it is is the process of finding out her mother's dead. Wow. It's just, it's and nothing else happens. No music, no nothing. It's just one shot of her looking, calling EMTs, EMTs coming there, yeah, saying, we're not going to save her, trying to save her, and then saying she probably, like, this was something that could have happened just in the whole, basically there's like three or four takes in the whole episode. And the, what it's supposed to emphasize, Josh, we didn't talk about this a lot is just how fucking boring and benign death is. And like, if you've been through death, one of the things that's worst about it is just you're waiting around for so fucking long. And it's just it's yeah. like the process of it while you're going through like the worst thing you go through when a loved one dies it's just nothing is happening for so long. And it's just, you're just dealing with it. And it's not, 
there's no, I mean, there's a vampire killing at the end, but it's like, at that point, it's just like a benign part of life. The whole, like, I've never seen an episode that handles death in, like, kind of an accurate way in terms of at least how it affects the yeah. people around it. It's also, a, like, very famously remembered as the first lesbian kiss on that show between characters who had been dating for, like, a season and a half at that point on that show. And it was so, it was like a perfect moment. It was like, this is just, they're a couple now. There's not, it, you're so exhausted from going through all this death stuff. It's not even controversial anymore that you're going to do this. But it was still like the early 2000s when this was still yeah. not necessarily an accepted concept. And they fought for it. And the network didn't want to have this kiss in the show. Just we didn't threaten to quit the show like altogether if they didn't include this scene. Nice. And, uh, I've never seen a show that hint like I feel like when I've had couple people who I've loved die, it's very much like it's never been. That's my first experience with it. It's just how long you're just sitting around for most of it, and then the, yeah, and then that's really that that experience really got that. Josh Whedon's mom died when he was in high school, and it was a, it was like he came home and found his mom's body, and it was like exactly he basically based a lot of that show off his mom, and that was uh, I was like Jesus, okay, that was an episode that like. Anytime any death happens in my life, I'm gonna. I mean, that's the first thing I'm gonna think of is that episode. Yeah, some. Sorry uh, to make it all not funny. People keep uh, mentioning in the comments that there was no music. On no that music. Episode. No, there was mm, absolutely like zero music. No, not even music. Yeah, I've never music. watched that show, but I've always heard good things. I've never watched that show for a very specific reason. You put on. You put an episode on your list in your honorable mentions. You put. Another... Well, that was the other fan pick. <laughs> I there were. Many people went to much he pain. He put more with feeling in his in his other uh, his honorable mentions in our Facebook message exchange because somebody wrote a very lengthy justification of I was I was I tried I tried something new it backfired I won't give fans <laughs> picks anymore if Adam still has me on the show no uh, do whatever you want man <laughs> but uh, the reason I never watched Buffy is because my ninth grade earth science teacher uh, had a Buffy the Vampire Slayer calendar at his desk and it was just weird to me that like this old dude had these pictures of these young girls at his desk and and it made me not want to watch the show that's i mean that's just so uh, for me with that show because i didn't i watched a show for the first two or three seasons when it aired like as it aired and then at the very beginning of season four i was 13 and a girl called me gay for watching it and i'm 13 <laughs> so i just stopped watching it like i didn't I'm still a 13-year-old boy. This girl calls me gay. No, I'm not. I'm not gay. I'm not going to watch that show. That's that show gay people watch. No. And then, like 10 years later, it was on Netflix, and I started watching again. And I was actually kind of thankful that I waited that long because I'm like, oh, there's levels of the show that I couldn't get when I was a teenager. Like, yeah. There's just depth to that show, even that like pretty much throughout the the start to finish. There's there's stuff happening in that show, that show that's like, oh, this is yeah. No, it's one of the top three to five shows ever made. I put it in that category. Nice. nice. All right. My last pick. Uh, I was doing a drum roll. Is that what that was? Yep. Ah. Uh, this. Doing the mic. Don't. You don't have to do that either. <laughs> Trying to help Adam. I know you are. And I really appreciate it, Chet. <laughs> this last pick isn't going to surprise anyone who listens to this podcast. Come on, Night Court. My pick is the Black Mirror episode, White Bear. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. Everyone loves... You are already wanting to jump in? I'm just saying don't spoil... I spoiled a Black Mirror episode because it's a new show and people get very upset. So I was just trying to help you. Oh, well, motherfuckers are just going to have to okay. plug their ears. Uh, you're going to have to earmuffs it. Specifically, Jeff and Raquel were upset. Well, earmuffs it because here's the thing. 
everyone now, I mean, I get the San Junipero episode. Yes, it's good, but it's definitely, it's not even the best Black Mirror episode, much less not the, one of the best television episodes. I think people like that one just because it's such a palate cleanser in the middle of that season three, which is otherwise completely brutal and almost hard to watch. But I picked White Bear because there's another episode in season three called Shut Up and Dance. The Shut Up and Dance episode, that's the one everyone talks about now because you go through that whole episode feeling sorry for this kid, wondering why these people are doing these things to him. And then at the end, you find out he's also a shithead and you're like, okay, I feel gross, but that's fine. That kid kind of got what he deserves. the episode I spoiled. White Bear is the exact same thing. You watch that whole episode wondering why these people are doing these things to this woman which if you don't remember the episode it's the one where she wakes up uh, a woman wakes up alone in a house and can't remember who she is can't remember anything about what's happened and she goes outside and everyone's just following her around filming her on, on their phone and she has the most hellish day you could ever have and you're watching this and you're like why is this happening what is fucking going on And then you find out why, which, here's where I'll spoil it, she fucking participated in the murder of a child. And even then, here's the difference between that episode and Shut Up and Dance. I still heard it through my ears. After you find that out, you still feel sorry for her. Yeah. Because what they do to her to punish her for that is so extreme you're just like, all right, fucking stop. Yeah. She gets it. She's been punished. Is this your number one pick overall, or was it in no order? Like, are you saying this is the top of your list? Um, I don't know. I think maybe. Okay. Like, it's, it's, You're speaking so passionately. Well, it's, I, think, I think it's the best episode of Black Mirror, definitely. Okay. And I think Black Mirror is one of the best TV shows to come along in a long time. But it, it just, that, that's the episode for me for that show when uh, that just really sold me on how legitimately great that show is. That has, as soon as I watched it, I was telling people like, hey, that's one of my favorite hours of television I've ever fucking seen. And I still stand by it. I don't think anything from season three approaches that show. I think that show is kind of the quintessential Black Mirror episode because it does all of the things it's horror there's you know elements of like not really romance but love uh it just does everything all in that one episode and i fucking loved it so much Mm -hmm. Uh, i haven't seen it yet i will apologize i've seen season one of black mirror i haven't seen season two or three you can jump around i am dead inside to spoilers though so it's like don't worry like oh yeah yeah i'm i'm just i i used to do a thing where i would go to Silver Lake Lounge Mike and I used to live eight minutes away walking and I get up I wouldn't get up till like 7 p.m. and Game of Thrones had already aired at that point of that episode so I just go home watch the Game of Thrones episode go back to the mic do my set and just spend my set spoiling that Game of Thrones <laughs> episode like a fucking piece of shit <laughs> just, That's awesome. so here's what you missed and I was like I thought it was funny. I think I was, <laughs> uh, hindsight, it may have just been being an asshole. But uh, sounds fine. Sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, kinda. Just, just coming out. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I'll see a Black Mirror comedy episode. Black yeah. Mirror open mic. I would. I would be into it. Yeah. There's got to be some Black Mirror mic uh, podcasts going on. I'm sure there's like that has to exist, right? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm if sure. there's a What Happened to Richard Simmons podcast, this is the number one podcast in iTunes. Well, have you heard? Have you followed the story of what happened to him? It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm not oh, shitting on the podcast. I'm just saying that's yeah. such an absurd thing. Should we get to our cuts? Oh yeah, oh, we are moving. Away. We are moving right along. We're Can right we about pull up the master list. Hour here. Oh, you have it on the screen. Thank yeah, you, Adam. I have them. I have them right here. So you cosmetic can, enhancements to this show. So you can see what what we have left. There you go. All right, Chet. What is the first thing you're gonna cut? Oh man, do I have to go first? Yeah, you have to go first. Damn it. Um. Sorry, I need a second. Because all the shows that I know, I feel deserve to be on this list. And all the shows that I'm not familiar with, I don't feel qualified to cut. And no one's done anything to me to make for me to make a spike cut yet. So well, we, we can get on that. A real, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a real psychological game we're playing. All right. I feel like Adam's going to definitely go after me here. So how can I hurt him? Uh, you already are by not fucking cutting something. <laughs> the Night of Pilot. I've never even heard of it, so cut. All right. I bet I know what's getting saved. <laughs> Let's just cut that right now. No problem, chat. Ethan, what's your first cut? One of us is going to cut that Charmed episode. I, don't, I think that's yeah. a given. I don't know. None of so, us have seen it. I don't feel like we're qualified to make such a uh, decision. It, what I'm going to cut, though, I'm going to cut the Scrubs episode. Just because keeping it on a list means Zach Braff is a thing in my mind, and I don't want that to be the case. That was my one most legitimate pick. <laughs> oh, I guess you better hope Angie saves it, huh? I mean, with people did sassy, say in the comments that it should be with your sassy the night up. It's, it's, it's not. I'm not saying it's a rational pick. I just don't want to enter a world where Zach Braff exists, and that it's not a rational thing. So it's not a rational pick, but it's my pick. I'm going to cut the Larry Sanders show. Oh, oh man, you're really going for the hey juggernaut. Now. Oh, well, that's a tough one. I get it. Yeah, I'm going to cut one. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, that hurts more than the night Four of my me. five are going to get cut. Like, that's what it's going to be. That's um, You don't know that. Was, I'm pretty sure I know that. People are really upset about the scrubs one being cut. Uh, <clears throat> well, Angie, that's what they're asking. They predicted before that, that you could save that if it comes up, so... I mean, I kind of want to cut the Babylon 5 one because I feel like Big Meek set me up to fucking fail. Then cut it. Now, nah, I'm going to cut, the based on your logic of hate of Zach Braff, I'm going to cut Buffy the Vampire Slayer based <sighs> on my science teacher. Wow. Oh. Fair logic. I guess that's fair. Mm. I feel like there's no hard feelings there. You just I cut my your... single favorite episode of television mm. in existence. You cut my best pick? I know. Oh, God. I get, yeah. Now, I don't, I can't argue with that logic. But yeah. Fuck. All right. All right, Ethan, what's your next cut? Now I'm in the mood for a spike cut. So uh, I just, let me think. What am I going to cut? Well, I, I'll just, I, I don't have the energy. I'm exhausted. I'm just cut the Charmed episode so you can pick whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> that's probably a good cut because that would have won. I feel confident if that's feel, on the well, list. I feel like I trust Adam to make a better cut than me. And that one's going to, one, we have one cut left each. So that one's getting cut. So no, just, you don't have it. You've made two cuts. I made two cuts. But before yeah, I made I, that okay, cut. Gotcha. Before I made that cut, one of us was going to cut that. So. Yeah. Well, Adam, make it 100% Chet cuts. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to cut. <sighs> Jesus, Chet. I'm going to cut a Garfield Christmas special. Oh, this is the one I was trying to sneak through. I thought if I had those other picks that it would fly under the radar. I really thought that was going to be my fucking... God damn it. Well, I guess one of us is better at this than the other. Uh -huh. huh? 
Well, you chose to go last, so that's a competitive advantage. Uh, Travis Wolf says Chet should have cut Big Meek's pick. Now that he's cut a Joss Whedon show, his Scrubs pick has no chance. Yeah. But Big, Big Meek's <laughs> was still my own pick. So if I did that, it is possible that all five of my picks would have been cut if I cut one of my own. Okay. Right? Is that, that would have been. You got your bet on five. So, Angie. So the only. Wait. To, to be clear, five. the only one. The only well, this is good because that means Angie can save one of mine. You have to save one of mine. The <laughs> only one, the only one of my picks that is still on this list is the one that I didn't pick and did a nice thing. Well, maybe you shouldn't have done that nice thing. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, maybe that was your fault. <laughs> Angie saved me. All right, like, save. Angie's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Listen to the people. Just save something. You are very upset, so we can get this over with. <laughs> So my first instinct was to save uh, the beach from the night of, but I think um, just based on comments, actually, I'm gonna have to save the body by Buffy. <sighs> what? Okay. Sorry, Chet. Okay. How early in the comments people said, "Holy shit, Chet Wilds actually did a good job," and he could, what he's like powering through this podcast. And <laughs> I'm then actually I just surprised that bottomed got out. saved over uh, the scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah. 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 They're, they're both. Um, they're both getting a lot of yeah yeah. Do you want me to do the, the comments? Do you want me to do the? No, I'll do it. The, Here's okay. what's exciting. Somebody just said something mean about me on fastball. So guess who's updating like, the the fastball Wikipedia later? I like fastball. Fastball's a solid move. <laughs> Brian Brian Powers is banned from my house. Would you like to endorse fastball at Chets while we wait for the poll to go up? Uh, fastball at Chets. He's been trying to get fastball to play his living room. 142 days. Fast, they have like a band camp or something. They got, <laughs> no, no, I'm just got like asking the band page. to play in my living room. I mean, they do have those things. Yeah, I bet you could just like email them. They got email. Yeah, I think they're going to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Like, it's, if, you, if you're passionate about this, like what, $500? Probably more like, more like $5,000. Yeah, 7500 plus 70, travel. And okay. Logic. That's a lot. So, that's, that's not little. So here's what we have on our list that the audience will be voting on. Uh, soon, make sure you you don't do the add your own picks thing, but do let people vote more than once. Um, here's what we have so far. This is what the audience will be voting on: five zero, which is an episode of Better Call Saul, episode two, season one of The Walking Dead, the Palestinian Chicken episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Diversity Day, which is an episode of The Office. The Simpsons episode, A Star is Burns, The Sopranos, Kennedy and Heidi, WKRP in Cincinnati, The In Concert episode, Babylon 5, War Without End, Black Mirror, White Bear, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Body. It's a good list. It is. Now, it's a, good list. It's a strong list. We're actually, I think we're going to do this episode a few, we might do like a March Madness kind of thing and just do best television episodes all month i'm doing a march madness with best fastball song so it could be a march madness theme on the podcast the way is the duke of that march madness i I think rampart street's gonna pull it out but that's just me that's controversial that's like uh that's the villanova here's what i'll say there are 11 things you can choose right is that how no how many is it nine one two three four five six seven eight ten because one was saved yeah yeah. there's only one thing on here that's mine so if I won with a pick that wasn't mine, that'd just be highly satisfying. That's all I'm saying. It's possible. It's not going to happen. I understand it's not going to happen. Okay. It could. Okay. Yeah. 
I feel obligated to go watch that episode now. Even I, though I, I won't like understand that, any that of the references Adam, of it coming together. That Adam and Chet's relationship is Adam going, okay, and then just beratement. Those are the two notes. Yeah. I know notes. it's not okay. The yeah, two notes much. of your relationship right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, and yeah. I can't believe you cut fucking scrubs. How did I? I should have done my Ethan. Like, I understood that others would get cut, but not that one. Is the poll up? poll is up. The poll is up. All right, let's talk amongst ourselves while the people vote, and we can all... Ethan, I actually added you to the group. Yeah, I just today. got that. Yeah. yeah. So you can go in and vote if you would like. That's what I was... When the sound came on, that's what it was, was me looking at that group, not knowing how Facebook Live on your phone works. <laughs> I banned Brian Powers from Fastball Chats, and he said he'd still buy the pay-per-view. I want to be clear, he is banned from purchasing any pay-per-views as well. It's not, not permissible. We'll see. Best TV episode of all time. And yes, for the people complaining that we didn't get everything, for one thing, we're never going to do one of these lists and get everything that is uh, not I get a, uh, Do we reasonable. get to vote as well? Yeah. All right. I'm just voting for my picks. Well, yeah. What else are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the lead so far. Mm, I think White Bear just pulled ahead. What was the last thing that people hijacked? Was it Jeff Mayett Chets was the last one somehow? I one? think so. We can't, they can't add stuff yeah, to this, this one. That's good. One, so it's probably good. So sorry, chat. How long should we leave this up? I mean, I'm not invested in this at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Actually, I'm not even going to vote on Facebook. I'm sitting <laughs> this, I'm protesting. So you're, uh, yeah, you're pro, you're burn your bust in this vote. Yeah. I'm Gorbachev, and you guys are Putin, and you won't even allow me to, like, be on the ballot. That's what's happening here. I, th I feel like your understanding of Russian politics might be a little skewed. I think there were some, I think there were some names between Putin and Gorbachev. I think you're upset I possibly have plans <laughs> at 10 o'clock. No. I, what no. movie did you want to see tonight? No, I asked if you wanted to go see a movie or something after this. What, what movie did you want to see? Nothing. Now you, you got plans. Did you have a movie? In I, don't, well, I think we have time I'm for gonna both, go, I'm going to go watch you hang out at 10 o'clock. Do you want That's to? That's going to be my movie. Okay. All right. We're going to keep this up for another 30 seconds, start, or another 90 seconds, starting right now. All right. So get your votes in. Why do people keep saying Jurassic Park? What is the bit that I'm That's missing? That's a great. I mean, that is a that could easily be on this list. That is a Futurama. Episode. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I was like, what show is it? Yeah. That's. Yeah. I totally forgot about Futurama and putting this list together. I'm glad I didn't put it on there because I'd be pissed if it got cut. So. Yeah, Futurama is such a great show. Oh my god. I was yeah. just. Uh, I was. I was talking about this in a separate Facebook thread this day. But uh, if you go on YouTube and you look at any clip, remember the neutrals, that planet of completely neutral people. Yeah. If you go to any YouTube clip of that show, there's an equal number of likes and dislikes on every single video. Really? Like, I don't know how... There's got to be some, like, uh, algorithm they have in place where anytime one gets one, they do another. <laughs> it's it's un, it's like... That's it's fascinating. It gives me hope for life. Sometimes I'll, yeah. I won't even look at the clips. I'll just go and see the clip, and then I'll read the likes and dislikes being equal. That's crazy. Uh, one of my favorite lines in any television show is the neutrals. If I die, tell my wife, hello. <laughs> Nice. Just absorbing. Oh, um, chat's so sad. Oh. Even the show I probably would have put up top is like in second to last place. <laughs> On, only above war without it. I really think the Curb episode should get more votes. I do too. You can vote more than once. <laughs> the uh, fact that people can vote more than once and still don't vote for these things makes me sad. 
All right, we're going to refresh the the poll, and whatever the results are, are our final results. Here we go. And no, chat, don't keep refreshing after I refresh, which I know you will. Here we go. All right, this is exciting. Number five, The Walking Dead, pulling Woo! out number five. That episode was called Guts. Number four, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Body. Number four? Hmm. Hmm. Number three, The Office, Diversity Day. Number two, The Simpsons, A Star is Burns. And number one, let's hear it, White Bear, mm. which is my favorite episode of Black Mirror. Man, me and Ethan cleaned up in that top yeah. five. Wow. <laughs> the wiki's been updated in that Brian Powers' <laughs> band. <laughs> Big Meeks did it. <laughs> What's wrong, Chet? If, yeah, oh, you I, did good. Let's see where Chet's uh... dead last. Oh yeah. yeah! Wow! Yeah! 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 No! Very, very dead last. <laughs> this is what happens when I do prep work for this show, Adam. It's way better when I just come in here and talk out my hands. That dude voted for Trump. You want him to make good picks in the the TV podcast? He made a compelling podcast. Uh, no, I regret. I regret <laughs> choosing. I regret listening to the comments. That's going to be what we're talking about in the least anticipated. I'm assuming please there's a lot of, please nobody. I'm assuming there's a lot of deportations in that episode or something. <laughs> do they build a wall? Uh, All right, this was so much fun. We I think yeah. we are going to do uh, a couple more of these this month and try to really get a list of the best TV episodes of all time. There should be a list cast of all the things that have been cut that I've suggested on this <laughs> and we debate the best cut. Well, and then we cut from the cuts. Yeah. You got to cut from the cuts. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? I'm the Tim Tebow of list cast, apparently. That's what people are saying. Because you're super religious? Oh, when does this come out? Uh, Friday. Okay. I'll... <laughs> Were you just plugging Friday? I was trying or... to think what I, what I have to <laughs> plug in relation to that. Go ahead, Ethan. I'll plug uh, my monthly sketch show at the Pack Theater, which is happening now. It is on Next show nice. is on March 19th. It's my sketch team, Night Church, which I am very much loving being a part of. Uh, I've done some of my favorite slash stupidest slash most ridiculous things I've ever done in comedy in this show. And it's a the pack. There's a very welcoming venue for me to do stupid shit, like put a pickle on a bear on stage and do with absolutely <laughs> nothing for a minute and just play weird music over it, which is one of my favorite things I've ever done. It is the stupidest thing I've ever done. Does the pickle become more pickled because time no, has No, there's just, it's just, they, they put them on a chair and nothing happens. And it's the best. And I've had a theme song. It's my favorite thing I've ever done in comedy. It and sounds pretty great. It's the stupidest thing I've ever conceived of in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, so there'll be more there. W I don't know if there'll be more pickle on a bear. You'll have to come see it. Uh, night church, the pack theater, March 19th at 10 PM. I will be at the darkest hour tonight. Nice. If you're listening to this on Friday, March 10th. Love that show. At Westside comedy theater in Santa Monica, California. A 1130 PM. I will possibly be at the Darkest Hour in Santa Monica as well, hanging out with Adam, cheering him up because we can't hang out Wednesday night. Yeah. It's canceling my Friday plans to make no, room for Adam. No, no, don't. By all means. Um, <laughs> Anything like, else, Jeff? We got back to normalcy on this podcast, and then like all this animosity built up, and there's tension between us again. <laughs> We're fine. We're going to solve it. You got, did did you fine. read all of my tweets after the fucking... Uh, yeah, I saw them all. Real fucking mess. <laughs> Yeah, I it's still don't me, get like, why you didn't just Uber home. Like, why you didn't just have them give you a ride Because my phone was dead. But you had someone offer you a ride, and you had them take you to a pizza well, place. Well, my phone home. had 10% at the time, and then I got food, and then I went to order it, and then my phone died. 
Oh, I see. And then I, the nice people at Jack in the Box let me charge my phone for a bit. But then I turned it on and the phone died again and I had to take a cab and it was... But the cab driver didn't speak English, so I had to stay awake to keep him alert. Mm. And I ate a lot of chicken nuggets. Okay. We yeah. should wrap it yeah, up. I know yeah. that's what you're doing. Did you not understand how the sending yeah, works where I, I get start it. a whole new episode? All right. Say goodbye, chat. Mm, no. Why say would I, I say even Everybody apologize to me everybody. for cutting my you. picks. This is bullshit. I came prepared Angie, with stop. quality show. <laughs> Angie, show support for me. <laughs> who who pitched you and Penn and Teller over here? 